Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. We're honored to have two leaders in education and business as they comment on matters of importance globally. Our guests today are Tito Rodriguez. Assistant Professor of Business Administration at the Alfiero School of Business at Damon University, where he focuses on international business and global marketing in the MBA program, which is a new program at Damon University. We also have with us, back by popular demand, John Manzello. John Manzello is a world-recognized speaker, live and virtual, author, and international columnist, on the global business trends and the latest economic activities. His valuable insight, analysis, and strategic direction have been vital to many of the world's largest corporations, universities preparing for the business, economic, and political challenges ahead. I believe about five years ago when I was in the Damon University a master's program in international business, I recommended John Manzella to be a guest speaker at Professor Tito Rodriguez's class. And uh, Tito was always a very open-minded, encouraging man. And he said, yes, bring him in. And John was um, excellent on that. I remember, I remember. Let's first talk about this new MBA program. I know it's a competitive field. Mm -hmm. What's special, what's exciting, what's new about the MBA program at Damon University? Well, thank you very much, Brian, and uh, glad to be here again now as, uh, uh, in, this, uh, in this scenario. So, uh, yes, uh, at, at uh, the Alfiero School of Business at Damon University, it's, it's about two years old now, almost three. We've launched a new MBA program, and that really has been in, in, in response to the demand from the local community and, and beyond for people who wanted to you know, advance their careers. It's, uh, it has several special features in it, in the fact that one, you can get done with your MBA program in 12 to 18 months. Uh, there's no GMAT required. You know, we, we look for other, other uh, things like your uh, statement of intent uh, and your previous uh, academic work to make, make that decision. But uh, I think one of the hallmarks of the program is the flexibility that it affords you. Obviously, a lot of MBA programs are very, uh, you know, rigid and focused on the courses. But here uh, at at Damon University, you really give you the freedom to kind of design um, what you want to focus on, whether it's um, 
human resource or sports management or international business, uh, we, we give you a lot of flexibility in putting um, that program together. So we're excited about it. We are, as I said, uh, we, we just got became a named school the O'Farrell School of Business, and I think that uh, that's going to help us, um, you know, reach out to the community and beyond and, and be a real resource for those people who want to move forward in, in their career. So. Very good. Well, it's exciting. It's a big step for Damon University, and they have wonderful programs. I'm very honored to have two master's degrees mm -hmm. yes. from uh, Damon University. Congratulations. Uh, John, you speak all over the world um, about uh, the economic uh, situation. Um, where is it today? Uh, is it uncertain? Uh, do you see problems ahead? And what do you see, John Menzella? Yeah, there's a, a great deal of volatility, as we all know. And the big question is, uh, are we likely to hit a recession this year or in 2024? And um, the answer is uh, there's a very good possibility. In fact, the Wall Street Journal survey of 70 economists predicts that uh, 61% say we're likely to hit a, hit a recession in the next 12 months. The good news is, though, that even if we do have a recession, it should be a mild recession. Now, that's the situation in the U.S. The situation around the world is a little bit different. As we know, the Russian-Ukraine war, a great deal of volatility that's caused. But, Brian, the fact that the Fed's bumped the rates as high as it has, and most countries borrow in U.S. dollars, there's always the possibility that a, uh, a developing country debt crisis emerges over the next 6, 12, 18 months. And that could uh, really bring a whole uh, deal of additional trouble onto the world. So there's things like that that haven't really made it in the news. There hasn't been much talk about scenarios like that. But, um, you know, if all goes well, we should do well. But scenarios like that may pop up and um, may add and throw wrenches into a, a system that hopefully would get back on track in a year and a half, two years. Well, we hope so. Uh, Tito, let's uh, talk about job losses. But first, I want to mention that I was very honored to take three courses in international business from uh, Professor Rodriguez, and he's a very patient, bright, uh, caring professor. Well, thank so you. Uh, let's talk about uh, job losses with automation. I know you're concerned about that because you want to make sure these MBA graduates from Damon University get good jobs. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, John will talk a little bit more about that. But, uh, you know, the reality of it is, you know, years past the uh, kind of the, the, the common knowledge was that, hey, we've lost jobs because of globalization. You know, the jobs have left uh, the U.S. And, you know, the authors of that, several economists at MIT and at Harvard, you know, this is what they were purporting. But when they look back, uh, you know, 15, 20 years later, they realized it wasn't just due to globalization. It was about automation that really caused the greatest number of uh, especially manufacturing jobs uh, to disappear. So what does this mean, you know, for, for, for us now? What it means for people now? It means that retraining is in order. I mean, for the uh, those who've lost their job, unfortunately, it's, it's been more of a challenge for them to reintegrate into that new economy. But certainly for the, for the next generation, the idea is that education is key. And certainly that's what Damon University is about, is preparing that next generation uh, of, um, of workers uh, and especially, you know, uh, uh, gold-collar workers to be ready to, to serve, uh, you know, um, meet those needs. And so, you know, that's, that's the, uh, the issue here. You know, are we ready? Are we teaching? Are we training our students in the right disciplines? You know, and that's what uh, we're trying to uh, deliver uh, at Damon. 
Very good. If we have someone listening in Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, or Toronto who'd like to enroll in the MBA program at Damon University, how do they do that? Well, yeah, definitely visit our website, daemen.edu. Again, that's daemen.edu. And um, you can uh, visit their MBA slash MBA or just look for the MBA. Now, I will tell you this. We are working on an online program. It'll be totally online. In fact, uh, one of the programs we've had, uh, we, we have had at, at Damon and continue to have is uh, we, we um, support a lot of our veterans. And so we have several programs um, that support veterans. And as part of that, we recently received a, a grant from the uh, Foundation 214, which is a local uh, charitable organization uh, founded by Salvatore uh, Arfiero, a local business person. But our mandate is, is to support veterans uh, in various formats, including designing an online, totally online business and master's program, which would be available to the general community. So even if you're in Ohio and other states or even Canada, we currently we do have students who come down from Canada uh, and, and participate uh, in our courses. Uh, so that's going to be an option that's, that we're excited to, uh, to uh, offer in, in the very near future. But again, DAE. MEN.edu is where you can find Good. out more about our programs. We, yes. Can I comment on the globalization? I'd like you to, please. Yeah, John Tito, Manzala. Uh, I, I agree with you, Tito. Mm. I like to say globalization is like fire. Mm. It can keep you warm, cook your food, or burn your house down. So it's been an amazing factor in lifting millions of people out of poverty, and it's boosted our standard of living here in the U.S. Uh, more so than many other countries, but it's not impacted all of us equally. So if you're a company and you engage in the production of products that are rich in IP, intellectual property, or highly productive, you do well. If you're a, a worker and you're engaged in lifelong learning, you do well. However, if you produce products low in IP or you're not mm. highly productive, you produce toys or clothes, for example, globalization is going to obviously present more challenges. And if you don't engage in lifelong learning and you haven't kept your skills up to par, globalization really provides more challenges. Now, one thing you hit on, I always hit on in my presentations, because many people feel that the loss of manufacturing jobs in the U.S. for decades is the result of imports, mm -hmm. outsourcing, globalization. Mm -hmm. And I've looked at a number mm -hmm. of studies, and I really believe that the vast, vast majority of job losses in manufacturing are the result of the implementation mm -hmm. of new advanced technologies and automation. In fact, one study I looked at not long ago said that nearly the entire decline in manufacturing jobs from 32% of the workforce in 1955 to 8% of the workforce in 2019 was caused by higher productivity due to new technologies and automation, not offshoring mm -hmm. or importing. So, and I could get into this, we just don't have the time today, mm. but really, globalization's been a fantastic force, mm. and it's been very beneficial, and it, it really gets a bad rap. Yeah. No, I, I was going to add, yeah, absolutely, John, I concur. I mean, the, the, the early days of globalization, let's say, you know, 1999 from then on, if you were to Google that term, you can see a dramatic rise in its search. You know, people are wondering, <laughs> right, what right. is this thing? What is this thing? It's affecting me. I've lost my job, and I don't quite, why? Well, maybe I've lost two jobs. And that, you know, but now 20, 20 years hence since the rise of that, you know, we're, we're seeing like the, the, the next generation having to, uh, to deal with this. And they realize that a lot of these jobs that are going, happen, they're all data driven. It's about data, managing data. So if you have a job today that has a lot of manual 
uh, repetition, physically labor, that could be replaced by a robot because that's what these economists measure, the installation of robots. Right. But if you have a job that requires analysis of data or management of people, those jobs are a bit safe. They're a bit safer. When you talk about mm-hmm. safer, I remember being mm-hmm. on a flight uh, to Napa Valley in 1994 mm-hmm. and I happened to be sitting next to two college students and they mm-hmm. were talking about the internet and I said, mm-hmm. what the hell's the internet? <laughs> now think of what's happened since we've had this onslaught of these digital technologies. Mm-hmm. You've lost hundreds of thousands of jobs, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of businesses went out of business. Mm-hmm. You now have, as a result of this, a tremendous disruption. But the jobs that were created far exceeded those jobs lost. In fact, when you look at when new waves of technology come into the marketplace, they do destroy a lot of jobs. But in almost every case, they, they create more. So the, the point I want to mention to some of our parents here is over the next decade and a half, about half of existing jobs will be at risk automation and that scares parents to death right what I do want to say is this although we don't know what the jobs of the future will be we do know they will require highly skilled labor and this comes back to your point right there with Damon absolutely and you know it's funny I often ask my students well what kind of jobs are you going for you know and they ask them about the titles it's all data analysis data driven and it's I, I tell them if I look back over many years when my father competed for a job he competed for a job with people in the same town I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. He competed with people from the city. When I got out of college, I competed with people from across the country. I competed now with people from Ohio. The across, you know, well, today, that's what my students are competing. Right. They're competing with people right. across the world. Correct. Right? That's the world in which they live in. So. We're learning a great deal about education and economic opportunity today. Our guests on the Rusk Report are Damon University Assistant Professor of Business Administration, Dr. Tito Rodriguez, and also with us today is John Menzella, world-recognized speaker, live and virtual author, and international columnist on global business. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Montreal, Washington, D.C., drop us a note as we blanket 17 states and much of Canada with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. We'd like to hear from you. A little plug here, Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores for home delivery call. 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guest, former United States Ambassador to Denmark, Carla Sands, Sophie Nab, who has written a book about women in Poland in the work labor camps in World War II, and Tibor Baranski, Jr., son of the Hungarian freedom fighter. Next week, we'll have U.S. Congressman Marcus Molinaro of Dutchess County. And then in an area that is of uh, background familiar to John Manzella, we'll have Al Zuccaro, 
who is affiliated with the World Trade Center in Boca Raton, Florida. Right, right. So we have many exciting programs. Uh, let's talk, um, uh, Tito, um, about the job losses a little bit more with automation. Now, you're educating young people with a new mm-hmm. master's in business administration Correct. at Damon University. And if there's so much more automation, mm-hmm. are these graduates going to be able to find a job in West New York, Southern Ontario? What's it going to be like? Yes, you know, if, if you are trained, uh, you know, the, I think the opportunities uh, are there. Let me just give you my perspective. So um, I'm an old marketer. So when I got out of uh, business school, my program, I did some consulting, but I ended up uh, working for companies, including one of them, probably the, the most fun I ever had was working at Ben & Jerry's when I lived in Vermont. We were selling ice cream and I was helping to take their uh, product uh, international. And then um, one of the lessons we learned, you know, marketing, if you will, was very analog back then. It was about putting print ads out and things of that nature. Fast forward 20 years, and now yellow, you know, yellow pages are gone, print ads are, are minute school, and it's all about digital. It's about digital. It's about being online, and it's about connecting with your customer. It's one-to-one kind of, of, of marketing. So in order to understand all that, you need uh, the, the training that, that's being de- uh, delivered today and at, uh, also at Damon um, University at our School of Business there. So, I, again, I think if you have the training, if you have the experience, if you do the internships, if you do the networking, yeah, I believe those, those jobs are, are, are available here. You know, when you talk about the jobs, um, we do know that it's, it's very important to be highly skilled because of automation, et cetera. But mm-hmm. today we're in a scenario where we have a tremendous worker shortage. Mm-hmm. And as the economy slows, the negotiating strength will continue, will, will, will diminish in terms of the worker. Now, right now, the worker has more negotiating strength mm-hmm. since any time, uh, since I've been alive. In fact, they've got the negotiating strength and the HR department does not. Mm-hmm. So when there's an interview, it's really the candidate interviewing the company. Um, but when you look at the number of jobs that can't be filled right now, and there's 11 mm-hmm. million, it's tremendous. When you look at the jobs in manufacturing between now and 2030, we're looking at a deficit, too few workers of 2.1 million, which will cost U.S. companies trillions of dollars. Trucker shortage, right now there's 78,000 too few truckers. And by 2030, that number is expected to rise to 160,000. So getting a job, as far as I'm concerned, has never been easier. And it's going to continue that way. When you look at the U.S. labor force, between 2021 and 2031, it's projected to increase by 7.7 million, and people say, oh, sounds great. However, workers 16 to 34 years old, there'll actually be fewer of those than there are today. Mm, so companies think it's difficult to obtain and retain workers. It's just going to continue to get worse. So companies really have to implement new strategies to identify the workers, to hire the workers, and to keep those workers happy. So it's, in my estimation, it's easy to get a job now. It's very difficult to find labor if you're the company. And I think the leverage will continue to move and benefit the workers moving going forward. Yeah, John, I just want to add, that's a great point. You know, it, it, it is. we know that in the industrialized nation, developed nations, the population uh, uh, in terms of youth is decaying. You know, the birth rates are dramatically down. Look at Japan, Germany, 
is happening in the U.S., although a little bit less here because of our uh, because of immigration. But still, I think you're correct, John. The trend is there. There's going to be less candidates out there, and so you know that that uh, points to one thing: the increased competition of employers trying to attract people. I I, I was thinking, sitting here, thinking of a, a recent student at the uh, Damon MBA program, where he was working here at a local agency. But he got recruited by another agency uh, in the Baltimore area. And um, they, he asked, do I have to move? And he says, no, you don't have to move. You can work, stay uh, here in the, in the local, the Buffalo area and work. And so he left. You know, he got a nice mm-hmm. pay raise. He completed his MBA. And that was a great success story. You know, those, those are the kind of things that are happening. But the point is that com- the company in Baltimore is reaching out as far as Buffalo to find right. talent, you know, right. and beyond. And, and that's, beyond, and that's so. the benefit of remote work. If you mm-hmm. can't find people... Yes workers in your local community, you can reach out across the world or to Bangalore, India, for that matter. I do want to mention this uh, birth rate crisis. So we've got a demographic crisis that not only exists in the U.S., but around the world. In fact, almost half of the U.S., half of the world's countries and territories Mm -hmm. now have a birth rate less than 2.1 per woman. Mm -hmm. And 2.1 is replacement level. Mm -hmm. So you've got Canada, Germany, many countries in Europe, where they have falling birth rates. So what does that mean? That means you'll have fewer producers, fewer consumers, fewer taxpayers, fewer people investing in the stock market, fewer people to support an aging workforce. And nowhere is this worse than in China because of their one-child policy in 1979, 1980. They have one of the most severe crises on their hands where between now and 2050 their workforce is projected to decline by 20 percent so real quick as a result costs have risen tremendously in china and one point i just want to make tying this all together with globalization and demographics for the last 30 40 years we've had low-cost imports coming in from around the world as a result of globalization primarily from china that's over Low cost and cheap is over. Mm -hmm. Costs are much higher in China. Wages have risen in China 170% over the last 10 years, so we will no longer be receiving low cost imports from China. Now, a good number of companies have operations now in Vietnam, elsewhere, but those countries are maxed out. India may be the next low cost manufacturing location, but that's still years away. So what does that mean? That means that, think of this, Brian, All of those low-cost imports artificially pushed inflation low in the U.S. for the last 30, 40 years. Because low-cost imports have come to an end, our average inflation rate will be higher going forward on average, simply for that point alone. Well, that's scary. For those who have just tuned in to the Rusk Report, you're listening to the Bet 1520, noted educator Dr. Tito Rodriguez, assistant professor of business administration at the Alfiero School of Business involved with the new MBA program. And we are also happy to have back with us John Manzella, world-recognized speaker, author, and international uh, columnist. If you're listening in Amherst, New York, Toronto or Northern Florida, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little more information about our guest, about uh, Dr. Rodriguez prior to academia. 
He was a marketing executive with over 20 years of experience in the B2B and B2C space in the U.S., Latin America, and Europe, where he led and developed marketing teams in various industries, including medical and industrial products, supply chain management, and consumer products. And some more information about John Manzella. John's views have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, Bloomberg, NPR, Denver Post, and other publications in China, Singapore, Mexico, Canada, Korea, Japan, and the Middle East. We have two great guests, a noted educator and tremendous speaker and international uh, columnist. Uh, Tito, let's talk a little bit about uh, retraining. Now, you have the new MBA program at Damon University. Uh, when these graduates get out, do they have to retrain every 5, 10, 20 years to keep nimble and being flexible? Yes, you know, uh, that's a great question, Brian. The answer is yes. You know, I took an MBA. It's coming up on 30 years now, having my 30th year reunion at, at my MBA school. And when I look back at what I was doing coming out of school, it's radically different. It's radically different in terms of tools that we have on our, on our hands. And the pace of change only continues to increase, as, as John mentioned here. So, yes, it's, it's uh, uh, lifelong learning is, is the key word, right? So uh, as you yourself have done, Brian, you've gone back for, for two degrees at, two at the universities. Degrees, yeah. And I think because you appreciate the fact that the world is changing at such a fast pace that you have to, you have to keep up. So if you're not reading and learning, you're not growing. You're not growing, right? And that's that's the key is today. And change is good. Change is uh, John Manzella, we talked before the taping yesterday about the direction of globalization and China and high-tech sectors. Let's talk a little bit about that. Noted author, John Manzella. Sure, sure. Well, you've heard over and over uh, people say that globalization is dead. Uh, it's, it's really not dying. It, it's evolving. And digital technologies are leading the way. Let me give you a couple examples, Brian. Just take telemedicine. You'll have U.S. manufactured ultrasound machines, electrocardiogram machines, purchased in developing countries, used by doctors in developing countries. So you'll have analysts in developing countries using this machinery in some of the poor, more rural areas. The information will be sent back to U.S. analysts who will review the data and then provide solutions. So it's all done digitally. You also see uh, 3D printing machines, for example. So instead of having to ship components and products from the U.S. to, say, to Singapore or Indonesia to facilities, you now could have these 3D printing machines on site. So that means you'll have fewer shipments from the U.S., but globalization is still alive and very well. You'll also see the economies of the U.S. and China likely decoupling, at least in the highest tech sectors. Now, we're not getting back to a U.S. and our allies versus the former Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc, because the Soviet Union and Eastern Bloc, their economics was, was, their growth was very poor, and they represented a very small portion of global GDP. China's the second largest country in the world now, and they continue to increase. So we're looking at a decoupling uh, which means companies have to continue to, and this goes back to COVID, reimagine their supply chains, which they've been doing. A large number of U.S. companies that were based in China, manufacturing in China, have moved to other countries. Many have come back to, say, Mexico, which is a big beneficiary, if they're supplying North American markets. Many have gone to Vietnam and other countries. Many have automated. So you see this whole breakup 
this whole decoupling, a whole change in supply chain. So whether it's a pandemic like COVID or whether it's a result of tensions with China, U.S. companies are reimagining their supply chains, establishing backups. And I tell clients, listen, if you're in China, if you're exporting there, if you're importing from China, if you're manufacturing there, continue to do that. But you need to have backups because you never know if there's an accident in the South China Sea. And that leads to more aggressive actions. You may be forced to have to leave China in 20 days. I'm sorry, we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned so much about the new Master's in Business Administration program at Damon University with Professor Tito Rodriguez. And also so happy to have back with us world-recognized speaker and author John Manzella. Special thanks to Kevin Carr for 20 years as our Director of Production. Thank you for enlightening us, Dr. Rodriguez and author John Manzella. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Our pleasure. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.